Welcome to Build the Weight Loss Practice of Your Dreams. I'm your host, Carol Clark, and I cannot believe we are already on the fourth week of our intensive topic all about how to be the weight loss practice that people love. So we've been spending this whole entire month of February, depending on when you're watching this, we've recorded it throughout this month of February, but we've talked about brand loyalty and your opportunities. We've talked a lot about the risks and benefits of being the weight loss practice that people love. We also talked a lot about anything is possible and some different, very specific examples about how you can create a practice that you also love and also how to deal with some of the frustrations that come along and decisions that have to be made. And today we are finally to the exact steps of how to uh, create and how to be that practice, uh, that weight loss practice that people love. And there are seven main steps I'm going to tell you about. And I will also include specific examples for each uh, and still try not to keep this too long. But the first one, of course, is not going to be a surprise, but that is hiring a caring and diverse team. And this is so important just because, as you know, they are your ambassadors, your uh, team is, and they are the ones who help to build your reputation and to build your brand. So it's got to be very carefully considered. And I will almost always hire uh, for someone who has customer service and I can tell is just really great interpersonally with people versus somebody who just has a specific skill set, with the exception of clinical uh, positions or something that's very technically specific. Other than that, I can usually teach people the, the technical side of it, the computer side of it, the software side of it. We can teach them that, but it's hard to teach that customer service skill, even though it can be done. And I know there are lots of organizations out there that do it really well, you know, whether it's Disney or Chick-fil-A or whatever place that you believe has really great customer service. It is teachable, but it's one of those things that is often a little bit more inherent. So I will generally, if I see somebody who has great customer service skills, I will uh, pick that. And people are having trouble right now, no doubt, finding great employees in your practice. The practices that I work with all across the U.S. are finding particular success with uh, Indeed is one place, word of mouth, and, and not being afraid to have your current excellent team members asking around for anyone who else might be interested in working for your awesome corporation. Uh, we've been tweaking a lot of different ways people are hiring and how they're getting the information, how they're um, you know, doing some video things and some other screening tools to really make sure you have the best candidates. So there's lots of different ways for that hiring aspect of it uh, that are working right now. And then obviously having a great onboarding process which we've talked about on other different trainings and we really dive, dive a lot deeper in membership about that or one-on-one -on -one together. But hiring a caring and diverse team. A diverse team is really helpful having people from all different uh, ethnic and uh, backgrounds because it helps just with that whole being able to relate to a variety of people who are going to show up in your practice. It also helps uh, not to have all the same employees, different employees who have different backgrounds. Uh, be it personal and professional, bring different ideas to the table. And it really can help in your practice to to build a practice that a variety of people that people can love. So not having a total homogenous uh, uh, team can be really helpful. So that's my first one. My second um, step for how to build a weight loss practice that people love is to know who you want to serve and clearly define what their needs are. So this does go back into a little bit about your vision, which we talk about, and knowing who it is that you want to serve. 
I work with some physicians who want to work primarily, believe it or not, with uh, uh, particular athletes even, where they just want to hone in their nutrition. I, want, I work with physicians who want to be primarily online, some that want a hybrid, some that want to have products, some that don't want products, some that want to only do surgery but have some other way to offer medical weight loss. There are so many different ways for people to build your practice that you want to make sure that you know who you want to serve. And uh, you also want to make sure that you then uh, know what they need in terms of their top pain points and where, what they're purchasing and what they need, and then building your program around that. That's the second thing. Because then you're going to attract those patients, and you're going to have just the right service offering for those patients. It's just this a much better marrying up, so to speak, of what you offer with the people who need it the most. The third step is to really focus on your unique strengths while establishing your unique services uh, and products. And with this one, I do encourage you to make sure that you do include your team. If you're a physician who likes doing procedures, you like doing different things that are very technically oriented or surgery or procedures, whatever it is, um, then you uh, may offer different services than somebody who really dives into the whole uh, you know, counseling aspect of it, really loves just that whole diagnosis and treatment, really likes the medication side. We all have our own areas of, of genius. So you can't do everything and include your team when you're creating these uh, services and products, but make sure that you're speaking to your unique um, talents and your unique um, services that you want to offer. So that is really important and it will also increase uh, once again, attracting the right people and also enjoying your practice. Uh, the fourth step is to provide outstanding customer service to your patients. So this is critical. It really is important. That's what builds this relationship. Brand loyalty is, as we talked about before, not a logical decision all the time. Quite frankly, not very often a logical decision. It's more of an emotional decision. So you really do need to make sure that your customer service is really high and that you're not worried about, you know, what so-and-so is going to say on the phone when a patient calls. You need to make sure that you've got some scripts initially to get people going, that you have people who are positive, who are able to take a disgruntled uh, patient or somebody who's just not having a great day and listen to them and turn it around into a positive, to be a supporter. Um, these things are what patients notice and it's what they remember. So it is really important. Uh, oftentimes I'll talk with different physicians and they'll maybe have a worry or concern about uh, something that's going on with a particular um, team member. We walk through how to manage that, how to also make sure that they have a good mentor that can help, they can model their behavior behind, how to monitor that and that sort of thing. But you wanna make sure you've got that excellent customer service for your patients. If you are developing things and you always think about it from a patient's perspective, it tends to make this really easy and sort of a no-brainer thing in your practice. The fifth thing is to create rewards and or referral programs. This helps them feel the love. So you can have a rewards program we've had where people gain and earn certain uh, number of almost like cash for the more purchases that they make and then they can apply that uh, into their purchases later on. It helps build that brand loyalty. It helps keep them coming back. They love it, you love it. You just have to be careful it's not cutting too much into your bottom line that you're losing any profitability. So that's something that uh, has to be taken into consideration. And referral programs can be another great way for you to build brand loyalty and have them uh, have an avenue for advocating for your practice. So referral programs is another very helpful thing. Not necessarily paid referral programs. P most patients don't expect some sort of payment, maybe just a thank you, uh, but you can integrate 
integrate lots of different things in, in that program. The sixth thing is to show up consistently online and in your e-newsletters, making sure that you are loving on your patients. You are sending them. In, in Barrett Your Business Bus, I already have templates created and all content created for you to send out e-newsletters. It's really helpful to stay in front of them. It helps them know what's going on. Uh, share a little bit of your personal side in your posts, some pictures. There are some really creative teams out there that are coming up. Well, I may run their social media, but then they come up with some really great things that are going on in the moment that gets integrated in and it just helps people identify with them. So being open, honest, sharing what's going on, sharing your personality, sharing your team members, uh, and making sure that you are consistent in terms of showing up online. Because remember, in social media, your stuff gets you can get buried unless it has a huge amount of, of, uh, of engagement with it. So you wanna make sure that you are showing up regularly, you are using your own platforms to communicate with your patients on a regular basis. And for me, we do it weekly. I have some practices that do it monthly, some that do it every two weeks. I think weekly, uh, I prefer that just because it keeps you top of mind, um, but you can do it any way. You can start out, we didn't start out weekly, and you can do that as well. Start out with just once a month and go to every other week, uh, but always be consistent in your posts with at least three posts going out a week. I even encourage more. Um, and then testing out the different platforms. There's lots of different how-tos on that that's within membership or we talk about that. So that was number six. And number seven is to obviously listen to your patients, listen to your team members and make modifications. If you start a new program uh, or you do something and it's it's not well received, it's important to figure out why. Uh, and like I say, sometimes you may create a program and you think it's going to be the best thing ever. It doesn't resonate with your patients or maybe it doesn't resonate with your team and they're having a hard time promoting it or selling it. So you've got to take that into account and make tweaks and modifications over time. So those are your seven steps of how to be the weight loss practice that people love. It is something to strive for. It is something that's totally enjoyable. And I encourage you to implement this. Uh, there is a free download that goes along with these trainings from this past month. Just go to weightlosspracticebuilder.com forward slash free and you can find everything there. If you can't find it for some reason uh, or you're having difficulty, uh, just email me, carol, K-A-R-O-L, at weightlosspracticebuilder.com. I can't wait to our, our first or next conversation. That's when it's really fun because we get into what's specific for your practice and what's going on. So I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, enjoy these trainings. And I will talk to you uh, next week. We are getting into March about the uh, minds of March, some of the things that uh, you can learn from perhaps my mistakes or things I've seen happen over over the course of uh, the 20 years I've been in this profession, uh, but try to avoid those uh, minds of March. So it's going to be a fun topic. Can't wait to bring it to you. So uh, have a great day. Talk to you soon.